millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In an election that will determine the fate of the entire universe, there's only one podcast holding politicians accountable. Scott Morrison. Anthony Albanese. Who will lose? Find out on... The Chaser Report, Election Edition. Hello there and welcome to the Chaser Report podcast. It's the Election Edition, I believe, and it's me. There's a bit of a different voice welcoming you today because uh, the regular hosts, uh, for some reason, didn't show up, did a bit of a Morrison and uh, went off to Pacific Island or something like that. I'm not sure what what they're doing, but uh, you're here with me, Andrew Hanson, and my very good friend, Craig Rue-Castle. How are you, Craig? Yes, this is the True Democracy version. We asked the listeners who they wanted to host the podcast. They said, Craig and Andrew, so we got rid of Charles and Tom. (laughs) Right, good choice. Look, at least least, uh, the voters have some sense. Yeah, exactly. Actually, based on what I've seen in the election so far, uh, actually, uh, that makes me feel like I'm the worst candidate. I feel bad now. (laughs) Terrible. That's right. If you're popular, the way the world currently is, you've got problems. (laughs) I must must be a fucking moron. You must be an absolute loser. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, uh, yeah, things are heating up uh, out there on the... uh, on the campaign trail, uh, Craig, I was listening. I've been listening to a bit of radio because mm. they did a bit of research, you know, mm. for us to sort of present this election edition of the podcast. And um, I discovered that, oh, sorry, that I discovered that my, my one year old just <laughs> ran into the room and fell down. Are you okay? You're, you're right there. <laughs> this is, oh my God, this is a beautiful allegory for the election. Is it, hang on a second. <laughs> is your one year old meant to represent Anthony Albanese in the first week? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> What a brilliant sketch you've come up with. And you've got live performers in it. Hey, little Albo. Off you go, Albo. That's it. He's recovered. He's, he's recovered. recovered. Oh, oh, no, now he's got COVID. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's really not having a good week, my one-year-old, no, don't is Don't give the child COVID, Andrew. It's just it's, 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 people can't see. You don't have to give him COVID. Stop oh, look, doing these, that. These criticisms of my one-year-old are just cheap gotchas, <laughs> Craig. They're, they're just, just Ask your one-year-old if they know the unemployment rate. They might. <laughs> he's got a job to do, all right? He's... <laughs> He doesn't need to be equipped with every piece of information to please you, all right? Okay. Sorry, what now, were you saying? Um, speaking you... of Albo, yes, yes, my one-year-old Albo went on the ABC, and he—you know how the, the, we've had these leaders debates mm. this week, right? And they haven't been on the ABC. There's been a bit of whinging from the ABC lobbies. They've gone, "Oh, why isn't it on the ABC?" Um, well, apparently, oh, word is with out there that Morrison refused to do it on the ABC. He would only do it on, you know, Sky and Channel Nine or whatever. Mm. And Albo said this to explain the situation: the Prime Minister seems to have an allergy with the ABC. So you see, Craig, it all makes sense now. Oh. Um, he's he's got a medical condition. Oh, understood. Uh, except, except, actually, it doesn't all make sense because Anthony doesn't always use the words he wants to in his head. So he actually said that he, the Prime Minister has an allergy 
with the ABC. So we're both suffering from the same allergy. (laughs) It's not an allergy against the ABC or to the ABC. It's an allergy with the ABC. What are you saying there? (laughs) Don't expect Aldo to get his words correct. I think he means means Morrison is allergic to the ABC. And I've heard it's true, Craig. I've heard that Morrison went and got one of those allergy tests where he Um, got his arm pricked, you know, with dust mites and and rye grass, and he was fine. But then then they pricked him with a sample of Annabelle crab, and he (laughs) swelled up like a balloon. It was really quite sad. (laughs) Cruel, Balbo, really, to mock somebody with this. Yeah, that's true. For a medical condition, I do apologise. Surprising for Morrison, Mm. though, because he can consume curries with the most exotic ingredients, and he's Mm. not allergic to them. No. But, you know, given the ABC, my God. Oh, exactly. I also heard a, a, a rumour about him and being pricked or a prick or something like that. I can't remember it. <laughs> Coming up on the show, uh, we're going to be talking about how to pronounce uh, Anthony Albo's name and also looking at how to reform democracy using Channel 9's brilliant, brilliant polling system. And we'll also be looking at one of the lesser political debates, not between the uh, the, the main party leaders, uh, but between some leaders of minor parties who are also having their own debates, uh, we'll be looking at that very shortly. All that coming up after Charles's election wrap. This is the wrap for Tuesday the 10th of May. The nation's greatest fuckface, Mark Latham, has somehow made Sunday's great debate between Morrison and Albanese not the worst thing that happened that night. The failed One Nation loser sent out an attention-seeking tweet criticising Nine's coverage using a racist pun. Mark Latham originally said the remark worked on two levels, before later claiming that it only worked on one level and therefore was not racist. No, Mark, it worked on no levels. Palace officials have announced that the Queen is unable to attend the opening of British Parliament, taking the lead from her representative in Australia, Governor-General David Hurley, who has not attended anything for the past three and a half years. And Scott Morrison has doubled down on his attempt to make the election about anything other than the last three years, backing in Catherine Deves' comment that trans people are mutilating themselves when they get gender reassignment surgery. That is the terminology that they use. Uh, It is also contained in the Crimes Act of New South Wales. So you're not really apologising? I'm apologising for how people might have perceived it. I certainly don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but that is the correct terminology. The remarks come off the back of new polling, which shows that women are abandoning Morrison in droves. Just 22% of women surveyed in news.com.au's State of the Nation poll said they would be voting for the coalition. Maybe that's why Morrison is so against anyone getting surgery to make themselves into a woman. That's the wrap for Tuesday the 10th of May. We'll be back in a sec. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Chaser Report, election edition. So, Andrew, I, I know that you have absolutely no interest in the election, but so did you watch any None. of the election debate? 
Good God, no. Why would I subject myself to that? I didn't even know there was a debate. Correct answer, correct answer. And I don't want to talk about the election debate itself, but I do want to talk about the mechanism they used to poll the Australian people because there's been a lot of criticism of it. And and I'll summarise it this way, Andrew. There's a few things. Firstly, you had to scan a QR code off your Mm. television. Oh, look, that that cuts out about 90% of people. I mean, we, we don't know how to do that. Exactly. It excludes some people, but that's fine. That's democracy. Secondly, you then had to vote and you got three options, which was coalition. Labour or coalition? Never, I've never seen the explanation for how that happened. It's still <laughs> did that slightly skew the results? Perhaps <laughs> strangely, you got like well, two I, of your three choices. I think the thing that slightly skewed the results was a lot of people showed videos of themselves trying to vote, and you couldn't actually vote for Labour, but you could then vote for the thing. But despite that, and this is the good thing about this, I think putting that criticism aside, Andrew, mm. if you manage to watch just the debate, not only the debate, but then the wrap up of the debate, mm. it was quite fascinating because what happened is at the beginning of that wrap-up, they went to the polls and they said, oh, you know, what's your poll, what's your results been? And it was like, oh, Morrison won this debate. And they all talked about how great Morrison was because he won the debate. And then about five minutes later, they went, oh, hang on a second, we've just got all these new votes in because people finally figured out how to use a QR code. And they said, oh, actually, Albanese won this debate. So they started to talk about how good Albanese was because he'd won the debate. And then by the end, it was great because right at the end of the show, they're like, oh, we've just got new results in. It's it's dead even, dead even. <laughs> So you've got all three, all three possibilities. But I was thinking about this, right? Maybe that's not a great polling system, but wouldn't it be a great way to actually run our democracy? So instead of having one election every three or four years, you have an ongoing rolling election using QR codes on Channel 9 and whoever's ahead at any time governs the country. They take the seat. They take the seat. It'd be fantastic. So imagine that you're in the parliament there and, and, you know, Scott Morrison's doing his speech about something and then suddenly the speaker's like, ah, shit, sorry, Uh, Labor's got ahead and they've all got to shift around to the other side. They've all got to shift around to the other side. I see. I think this is, this has got something to it, I mm. and, and when they do those important international conferences and things, yes, you'd, you'd just you'd stop. You'd fly. You'd fly Albo home when the results <laughs> yeah, change. Exactly. And fly the new guy in. Well, this is it. Do they go together? I mean, and and again, you're very you know duality view of this very kind of major party view Andrew it could be anybody it could suddenly be anyone could be be. it could be you know suddenly (laughs) on Reddit that week they get a bit shitty and you suddenly you've got Bob Catter as the Prime Minister for the next few hours now it's it's, I mean you can have anybody in there I mean Mm. you can have a lot of Boaty McBoat face or Prime Minister McPrime Minister face is going to be the the candidate and that kind of stuff but I still think very democratic system I li- I'm on board with you. Look, I'm with you on this one. Mm. I'm with you on that. It would solve that that problem where you're stuck with the same yes. irritating person for three years. You exactly. Know? I mean, you know, if you if you're annoyed with with somebody. You know, mm. they, they're gone in, they're in five or ten minutes even. Exactly. It's fantastic. I think that there are some structural problems, and I do need to run past you, Andrew, as such a constitutional law expert that you are. Mm. Mm. Yeah, hit me with them. Yeah, so because technically you've got to uh, swear in the Prime Minister with the Governor-General. Every uh, time it changes, uh, do you have to quickly rush back to the Governor-General? Oh, now, How long does that take? It's going to take a it? little while. I mean, if it's down the street in Canberra, if he's in Canberra, it's not too long. Can you just... And mm. you've already got those... I mean, you get the great, because that means not only do we get, you know, that wonderful coverage that we always get in the few days before an election is called where they send junior reporters out to stand outside the Governor-General's house and just mm. continually commentate the fact that the Prime Minister isn't there yet. Oh, we will that. have Beautiful that for gates, 365 days a year. That'll be constant. There'll be a whole channel devoted to that. That'll be good. 
because it's a very pretty house, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. Nice to watch. I mean, I do. It's also because I think the governor general he gets hundreds of thousands of bucks a year, and finally he'll have mm. to fucking do something because I'll he's got to be there twenty four seven. You know, middle of the night. Oh shit! Where's <laughs> shit? shit Pauline Hanson's prime oh, minister quickly. Yes, Get her Clive over there. Palmer's become the prime minister oh, in the at two a.m., which oh. he would because you know the drunker people get. Oh yes. You know, as the night goes on, the weirder our prime minister would be. Yes, absolutely. No, we'd get the weirdest prime ministers on a, on a late Friday night. And wouldn't you get a great swearing in as well at three o'clock on a Friday night? The Governor General's been forced out of bed. <laughs> Craig <laughs> Kelly's been wheeled in <laughs> again <laughs> with a kebab. <laughs> I mean, it's I, Channel Nine, you are the saviors of our democracy. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Election news you can't trust. The Chaser Report. Now, you know, we're talking about leaders' debates, you know, and I, I think it's a problem that they're restricted to uh, to just the main leaders. You know, I think it's more interesting to have, you know, these smaller candidates uh, doing the debates, you, mm. know, you know, maybe, maybe some minor parties, some independent parties, and I was very... When you say smaller candidates, you mean shorter? Just sh- no, 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 just, just, le- just even lesser-known ones, Craig. I'm oh, yes, like, yes, like, yes, I mean, you know how nobody knows the name of the opposition leader, but even less known than that. And last night, in the middle of the night, there was actually a televised debate between a couple of uh, very, very minor parties. I recorded it, and I, I thought it was rather interesting. Take a listen. Good evening and welcome to the not-so-great debate where the leaders of minor parties go head to insignificant head. Tonight's debaters are the very fast voiceover artists you hear at the ends of campaign ads who have recently formed their own parties and I'll let those leaders introduce themselves to you now at a very rapid pace. Good evening, I'm the leader of the Conservative Very Fast Voiceover Party. My name is T. Rickman Canberra. Good evening, I'm the leader of the Progressive Very Fast Voiceover Party. My name is T. Wokeman Canberra. And at home, you can give your feedback via our poll, but this debate will be so fast you won't have time. Now for his opening statement, over to you, T. Rickman Canberra. Hello Australia, this opening statement was written and authorised by T. Rickman Canberra. Nice and concise, thank you. Over to you, T. Wokeman Canberra. Hello Australia, it's crucial to have a progressive voice in Parliament and the faster that progressive voice talks the better. Written and authorised by T. Wokeman Canberra. I have to take issue with Mr. Wokeman here because he is unqualified to deliver voices that are fast enough for the rapidly changing times we live in. If elected, I promise to pass laws requiring Australians to speak at a bare minimum speed of 540 words per minute. How many words per minute can you speak, T. Wokeman? Well, I don't have those numbers in front of me, but I promise a very large number of words per minute. This election is about the economy, specifically the economy of words. How can you claim to be strong on the economy of words when you don't know how many words per minute you're speaking. That's a cheap gotcha question. I don't know how many words, but it's definitely more words per minute than you. You're wasting words with your slow speech and Australians are tired of the waste. Tired of the wasted words. You need to explain to Australia why you've accepted so many very fast voiceover jobs in China. Well, that's because Chinese voiceover artists are far too slow and only Australia can provide voiceovers that are fast enough to fit at the end of an advertisement. In fact, we plan to create over 400,000 fast voiceover jobs exporting very fast voiceovers to campaign ads all over the world. You need to explain yourself and you need to explain yourself very, very quickly indeed. Your explanation so far your party has been slow. Slow. Been more slow. Slow down. I will not slow down. I have an ideological objection to slowness. So do I. So we're actually not that different. 
rigging elections since before it was cool. The Chaser Report. So, Andrew, I've been listening to quite a few political podcasts and something I noticed this week is that even within certain podcasts, so say, for instance, the Guardian podcast, different people are pronouncing the opposition leaders' names different ways. So Anthony Mm. Albanese Mm. or Anthony Albanese. And I was wondering whether maybe Mm. this is why he's got the nickname Albo, is that maybe Anthony doesn't know how to say his last name. I mean, it'd be a great gotcha question, wouldn't it, to say, Mr. Mr. Albo, how do you pronounce your last name? Just totally Mm. throw him again. He's like, oh, Oh. I don't know, somebody somebody from his Mm. team's like passing up a little piece of paper with the correct answer. I mean, do you – because I swear, years ago when we were growing up, he was Albanese. Did he used to be Albanese, like like Japanese? Yeah, like Japanese, Albanese, that kind of thing. I, I swear. I grew up with that being his name. But now it right. seems that everyone says Albanese. And the strange thing is is that if he's changed in any way, he's a, it was a stupid thing because he's played right into the Liberal, liberal campaign because their whole thing is yeah. it's not easy under Albanese or it's ah, not easy so with Albanese. If he was Albanese. Yeah. It would have to, you'd have to be like, like there is not enough ease under Albanese, which doesn't sound as good. It's not quite as good, is it? Not <laughs> yeah. quite as good, is can, it? Can yeah. I ask you just because you are an English honours student, Andrew. Yeah, I don't know if everyone knows <laughs> as, everybody, that. as everybody knows. As everybody yeah. knows. I'd just like to run past you the kind of the yeah. rhyming thing because what's okay. happened in that Liberal advert is they've gone... When Australia needs certainty, it won't be easy under Albanese. What they've done is they've rhymed easy and easy. Do you, how do you rate that? Good? It's a, it's a very close rhyme. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it's, good, you know, so it's certainly not a half rhyme. I don't, I don't know if, if Shakespeare or, or Browning would have written it that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't, have the, it doesn't have the iambic pentameter either of a, of a great Elizabethan sonnet. Mm, mm. So, you know, for, for me, as, as a piece of literature, you know, it's probably not going to be classic. No. No, uh, but no. then again, this is modern poetry, Craig. It is, modern, you know, this is this is more in the vein of T.S. Eliot. This, <laughs> uh, this slogan. I mean, do you reckon if his name was, I mean, Albanese, is there any way they could nail a rhyme there? Oh gosh, look, I think they'd be more likely to dig into the pharmaceutical side of things there because I, I'm thinking of quickies. Which oh is that, yes, you know that that stuff that stops you giving a stomachache. Yes, so so maybe they could, you know, uh, with Albanese. You're going to require a quickie. <laughs> uh, that, that could be a good uh, That's great. slogan, you, I think. You should become a uh, liberal campaign slogan writer, Andrew. It's very good. <laughs> it is. If you're listening, if any liberals on the off chance and the impossible chance that any liberals are listening to this podcast after Charles's left-wing social media posts, um, <laughs> then, uh, yeah, get in touch with me. What do, you, what do you mean? Haven't you seen Charles's rants the other way as well? <laughs> well, it depends how much he's drunk yeah. on that day, I suppose. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But so I don't know. I don't know how you actually pronounce his name. Well, Craig, I, I, can, I can inform you of that. I've got a little piece of audio here that, that may give you a little clue. Christopher Pine actually got it right in oh, terms really? of the Italian pronunciation. It's Albanese. But you don't say spaghetti bolognese, do you? So you know. So so it is Albanese, except it's well, got to be it's got to be pronounced that way. It's not easy under Albanese. <laughs> he should run in Italy, shouldn't he? <laughs> he 
You might have to if he loses this election, given the polls. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the Chaser Report for Tuesday the 10th of May. Uh, we'll see if those lazy bastards Charles and Dom turn up tomorrow. Yes, that's right. And uh, I believe that uh, the gear that they normally use, Charles and Dom, is from Rode Microphones. If you're interested in uh, making your own podcast, I hear that some people are doing that. This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Uh, yeah, it's been Andrew and Craig. It's been, it's been lovely to, to uh, host the podcast. And it must have been a great pleasure for you to listen to... Uh, to some uh, real professionals doing this. Yes. Uh, back to the uh, the regular hosts, unfortunately, tomorrow.